Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 35 of season two of the Manly Musings podcast. We are getting that much closer to episode 100. It astonishes me every week when we talk, we say that number because honestly, I thought we'd be done by now. (laughs) I know. I'm surprised that we have kept it going, but I'm happy that we've kept it going. Yeah. Uh, It's been... We've uh, transformed, in a sense, just picking what we've been talking about and just having a grand old time. And I think after some conversations with a uh, with our favorite Duke Blue Devil last week, um, there might be other things that you know down the line could be in the works. Yeah, fingers fingers are very much crossed for for us on, on a few things. So yeah, um, I do I have to say. There's going to be some we out here's that I'll be filming in July, just to let you know. Did we ever see the Red Sox one yet? Because I, I don't remember if that's been up yet. The Red Sox one has not been up yet. We got to ask where producer Andrew has it. So producer Andrew, when you re- listen to this in the next three days, please answer us on where the we out here that we did for the Red Sox game was back in beginning of May. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for that one. I'm like, yo, where the hell is this episode going to come out? I know. I'm pretty sure I have pictures and stuff with me and my friends in it. So yeah, great. Um, but that's fine. No worries. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, no, tonight we're going to talk about a you know, normal weekly sports update. A lot of basketball going on right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, in the weekly sports update, baseball, let's be honest, Kevin and I really don't pay attention. So we have no idea what's happening. Um, I just yeah. saw a stat earlier that the Red Sox have lost 10 of the last 14. Well, we suck. Yeah. Oh, we're horrible. We're trash. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about West Virginia. Of course, there's some big news coming out of West Virginia. Um, I guess some real big, big news for the baseball team. Uh-huh. Um, and then we're going to dive into something fun that my wife came up with. This was her idea. Yeah. Shout um, out to you. Shout out to Ashley Peasley. I yes. told her I would give her oh, the Ash. shout out last night Yay. coming home from the movies. I was like, I'll give you that shout out since uh, you were the one that came up with this idea. She might be our creative the director eventually. Big guy, right, shoot me like 30 ideas that we can do for an, for episodes and we might go through some of them. Um, no, we're, we're definitely going gonna... to go through some of them. Oh, yeah. Shout out to you, Ashley. But we're going to go and talk about all those. Fic- There's a bunch of fictional sports teams out there, correct? Like tons from tv shows movies whatever we're gonna pick our top three on which ones we want to we would love to bring to reality oh yeah so i'm hyped for it i'm not gonna lie i had to i when you texted i literally just went to google to just try to see if i can remember like just the team names oh yeah and then i'm like i realized that there's some other ones that like i wanted to talk about but yeah, I'm excited to hear your I, list. I hope I, you're excited to hear mine. I'm a, I'm pumped. Mine. I pulled a full Wikipedia page with every single one. It was like breaking down from by show by show. At one point, I was like, okay, this is just getting too much. Oh my gosh, it's too funny. Let's be honest. Some some TV shows have like multiple sports teams. So yeah. there's always that. Um, well, let's let's get into this stuff. Yes. Um, big thing out of the NBA. Um Kyrie Irving apparently wants LeBron to come to Dallas. 
form a big three Super with him and Luca. Yeah. Um, considering doesn't LeBron have one year left on his contract in LA or two years left? And doesn't uh, isn't Kyrie Irving like a free agent now? He isn't is he? a free agent, and the, the rumor is he will not get there. The Lakers will not sign him because he will not take a pay cut. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. And we all saw the dynamic with him and Luca really did not work. Yeah, like we, I mean, I know when they got traded, I really tried to emphasize the positive of that pairing. And none of it came to fruition, which is unfortunate. Oh, uh, none of it worked. It was um, honestly probably the worst trade of the trade deadline. It, the team after the after after the fact, it I it, it's probably if not the worst, probably close to the bottom. Well, what the the Nets got better. The Nets yeah. made it into the playoffs, and the Mavs got worse. Yeah. Now, granted, the Mavs team probably would have only made it into the first round and lost, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a there's a difference when you're able to play in May and when you're not able to play in May. Yeah, that's very very true. Um, Miami tied up the series last night. I I won't lie, I have not watched one ounce of the NBA Finals. Like I said, I wouldn't, um, mainly for the fact that I've been doing a bunch of other stuff um and it's just not on top of my mind at this point but all i know is the heat one by three last night that's it it was a great game i watched last night's game i've watched the finals since the beginning i since i've been able to uh the the game was close miami almost gave it away uh it just came down to one stop that miami had to do and they were able to stop jamal murray from making a, a game tying three but who knows? I think we'll see what happens at game three. If they if the Miami Heat can get another one and keep the ball rolling, it's really for Miami to win, they really need to execute their play calling to perfection. Mm. They gotta Duncan Robinson needs to be a scorer for them to help Jimmy give some lay some pressure off Jimmy. Bam Adebayo needs to not be terrible. Because they're just he's just having some moments where he's yeah he went completely blanketed by Joe Gig and the rest of the Nuggets. I saw a quote by Mike Malone. They were talking about Bam, and he goes, "Well, he scores twenty six points or twenty four points off of almost thirty shots. I'm okay with that. That's I won't lie. That's really bad if you're scoring only twenty four and you're taking thirty shots. Yeah, he's that's he he needs to play better for the Heat if they're going to end up." you know, trying to make a run and grab this title, but I'm still rooting for the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. I think 100%. the Nuggets can pull it off. I just, the, the key is they can't, now I think they understand the pressure that Miami is going to push on them. Mm-hmm. Now that they've seen it, I think they can make the in-game adjustments to well, prepare for their pressure because they were getting blown out like like didn't, 12 to 2. They were up by like 10, 15 points at one point. Didn't I saw something? It said that the Nuggets were down in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden they went on a forty to fourteen run. Yeah, no, and literally it just dominated. So they, yo, and, oh yeah, like it literally was. They were down by like a lot. The Nuggets, you literally like left the room, and then the Nuggets were up by ten. That's damn. how quick it was. Yeah, 
like I think they they like you said they they probably realize like Miami is not going to quit if you put them even if you're up by 20 points Miami is going to find a way to come back yeah and they've done that all season they've done it all playoffs like they're going to figure out a way to either win or only lose by a small margin because they barely lost the other night too I think Friday night they lost by what five six points yeah well it wasn't a lot uh but so far the I the one thing I'm just happy about is that it's been competitive like nobody Mm -hmm. everybody a lot of people have been you know kind of sleeping on this series just because of who's in it but kudos to both teams for being competitive the first two there hasn't been a terrible game to watch yet they've been you know back and forth each time so I just hope they continue it and I'm I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Well, maybe I'll watch uh, game three tomorrow night for a little bit. There the, you go. The, the game started at eight, so it's like I can't complain. It's yeah. Earlier it's than not the, like... East, the conference finals. Yeah. So it saves me 30 minutes. I might be in bed by 10 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But this is the one thing I want to talk about because I called it last week. I called this happening. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because you sent the text message last yeah. night, sir. Yeah. So you dropped Sam it. Sam Cassell joining the Celtics coaching staff. Hell of an addition. Hell of an addition. Dude, this guy's been in the NBA as a coach and player for 30-plus years. He has yeah. three rings. He knows his shit. And that and that's what I'm saying. I think that's what Joe needs on his staff is a, a a viable NBA competitor. He's won three rings in the NBA. He's I I don't remember. I was how long was Sam Cassell in league? What 17, 18 years at least? So his final year was with the Celtics in 08. So I think he played from 94, 95. But and then since then he has been a coach. Like yeah. Let me, I'll look it up real quick. Sam. Let's see. And then apparently, um, so they, they missed out on Solace. He's going to uh, Detroit with Monty Williams, but the head assistant for the Bucks is no is looking to leave. And mm. apparently the Celtics are on the top of the list. Okay. And he, from what I've heard is he was one of those guys that was Bootenholder's like right-hand man. Yeah. He he comes with pedigree of knowing how to win an NBA championship, Mm -hmm. knowing how to build a roster. Um, Yep. To put this incorrectly, Sam Cassell was drafted in the 93 draft. He played, uh, let's see. From 1993 to 2009, and then from 2009 till present, he's been a coach. So 20 years, or no, sorry, 30 years. Like I said, 30 years in the NBA. Like he played, let's see, Houston Rockets, then the Suns, then the Mavs. And then let's see, it's weird. His career, he never was at a team for more than four years, maybe five years most. Played for the Mavericks. Yeah, he probably p- probably was on the Bucks the longest, right? Yeah, the Bucks were the longest, and then he went to the Nets for th- two years. 
Then the Bucks was 93 to 0 to 99 to 03. The Timberwolves 03 to 05. And then wait, wait, back it up for a second. Was he on the Rockets at some point? Yeah, that's how, where he started his career. He started on the Rockets, yeah, because I think he won he, his championship as like a rookie or something. 93 to 96, he was a Rocket. Then he went to must have signed to the Suns or got traded to the Suns. Okay. Um, but then in '96, he he technically played for three teams in '96. Yeah, because that's because he, he was on the Nets, right? No, no, no. So he went to the Rockets, the Suns, then the Mavericks, then played with the Mavericks from '96 to '97, then okay. the Nets in '97 to '99. Yeah, because that Nets, because that Sam Cassell that trade, was, that, that was, was the one that they, brought Marbury to New Jersey. Yeah, with him going to Milwaukee, and no. Him going to Milwaukee and Terrell Brandon going to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then so Damn, he, yo, he, that was a hell of a trade. He goes to the Bucks for 99 to 03, 03 to 05 to the Timberwolves, 05 to 08 with the Clips, and then 08 and 09 with the Celtics. Yeah. And then since from 09, he became an assistant coach for the Wizards. 20, 20, 2009 to 2014 was an assistant with the Wizards. 2014 to 2020, assistant with the Clippers. 2020 to 2023, assistant with the um, 76ers. And now is an assistant with the Boston Celtics. I want to put it this way. If somehow, for some way, you know, everything people keep saying that Joe Mazzula won't is not the right fit, is not the right guy. If that starts showing throughout that season next year, I think you put you just put your next head coach in waiting there on that bench. Oh yeah. It, with Sam Cassell. Now he may not want to be a head coach. He might like to be that reserve guy that can be in with the players and do that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think you put your next best foot forward with him. Um, but honestly, solid move by the Celtics. It will definitely help this team. Um, especially come down those stretches where they had blowout games and all of a sudden they're barely winning them. You're going to have a guy on that team going, tell them to put their throat, the, put the foot on the throat and just kill the teams. Don't let them let up. And especially come playoffs, it'll be good to have someone in Joe's ear to be like, look, your rotations are five guys, like seven guys. You can't just play seven. You've got to play eight. You've got to play nine. Does not matter. You need to make sure your stars are rested. So down stretches of these games, they're in in the top prime minutes. So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's the first step because I know you have like two more assistant coach spots left. So we'll be yeah. interested to see how they fill the rest of them. If if we can get the Bucks guy, I think that'll be huge. And then I think you just take somebody that is like a younger coach at that point, um, and bring him. Would in. you? Because I feel like Joe is kind of the younger coach. So I feel like well, maybe you get one more, another type of veteran coach on his side. Well, it depends on who's still going to be available. Like, I really yeah. wanted Salas. I really, really wanted him to be a part of the team. Where did like, he go? I remember. I he's remember going to Detroit going. with Monty. Oh, eh, he's going, right. But he's also got the title of head assistant coach. Why did I just turn, like, super bright? I don't know. There we go. Magical powers. Normal. Yeah, I just went from pasty to fucking ghost white. Um, but yeah, so that that's gonna happen. And then, do you hear Danny Ainge? 
his comments. No, what did he say? Oh my god. So he goes, I think Joe Missoula is better than Ime Toka. <laughs> oh my god, just stirring this pot right now of like Celtics hate towards Ime and, and all this stuff and the hate of Joe Missoula. Oh, great. Just great. Um and then let's see what else. I forgot to add one. I'm gonna add it right now. But the Stanley Cup Finals is going on. The Golden Knights beat the Florida Panthers um, Saturday night. So they're up one nothing. But I guess the game was like 6-2 to two was the final score for the Golden Knights game. So they, they destroyed them. Um, and they're... Um, let's see. All right. I don't know if you saw this one. I just typed it in there, Kevin. Let's see. Here I go. Oh, I saw. I heard about this, but I didn't know it was like a running back. So I saw it earlier. And then as it was like around like three o'clock, this news broke. And then they added more information over the past few hours. So I know everyone will know who what's going on after this, by the time this episode comes out, because it comes out in a couple of days. Um, the Colts are under investigation for gambling. Um, oh now, goodness. it's not the Colts organization. It is a specific player in the Colts organization who is suspected of gambling, not just during the season and on NFL games, but also on the games that he was playing in with the Colts. Oh, goodness gracious. We are having a Pete Rose moment in the NFL. Now, I think they named him. Let me just double check on Bleacher Report. I believe they did name him. Uh, Let's see if it's loading. I don't care about the Kyrie stuff anymore. Oh, Isaiah Rogers is under an NFL investigation for possible gambling gambling violations. Mm. Pervasive uh, sports betting, which may included wagers on the Colts. That um, so most bets were between twenty five to fifty dollar range. Although at least there was at least one low four figure bet. The Indiana Gaming Commission also confirmed the situation. We, I can confirm we've received information pertaining to this matter, and we are following developments. IGC De- Deputy Director Jenny Resk uh, told. I have no idea how to say that reporter's last name. Um, <laughs> it's I wouldn't even try. Um, IGCB, IGC is not the lead agency because it involves violations of league policy. We will have a continued review information as it emerges and see if, to see if it re- requires any regulatory action. Violations of the NFL, ga- NFL's gambling policy continue to be an ongoing storyline. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so this could get very interesting because what now that's in a year six or seven players that have been popped for gambling yeah it's crazy and they have more access to it because fan duel you know all these different online mgm caesars yeah. all these online gambling platforms and the hard part is is they can't gamble on anything they can't gamble on a basketball game. 
Yeah, they can't even do like a March Madness bracket or any type of thing like that either. Well, That's how can, strict it is. You can do it as long as it's not for money. So I remember working in the sports world and we did a March Madness bracket, but yeah. you couldn't you couldn't win anything. You just got the winning the the bragging rights. Um so that's kind of you're gonna come across these situations more and more often, I think. So you're gonna have to figure it out. It'll be uh quite interesting to see what happens though, for sure. So oh yeah. I'm in I'm intrigued at what's gonna happen with that because it's just like one after the other after the other. Yeah, just just kind of, sort of. All right, let me see. I got to find this thing that I need to talk about next. All right. Crap. Uh-oh. I was on my Facebook. Now I got to dig for it. Oh, no. I hate when that happens. But we'll go talk about West Virginia. Um, mm -hmm. We'll talk about the two and three uh bullets there first just so i can go find the right information for the other one regarding the baseball team okay. um sad news out of west virginia um if people don't know who this individual is um gabe and now i've just blanked on his name gabe osaboyan osaboyan thank you um was in a serious car accident over the weekend um was it fractured let me see. I've got it pulling it up here real quick. Uh, did you? Yeah, those pictures make it look so bad. But apparently he's up and walking. What pictures? You haven't seen? Oh, the there were. I did not see the pictures because by the time I even found out about him, like getting injured, all of the pictures were taken down. Oh no! So he has two fractured vertebrae in his neck and a fractured nose. Man, but how fast was he going? I don't know. You don't know if it was him that was driving. Um, yeah, so hopefully um, this car accident doesn't, you know, uh, yeah, road accident. It was on Saturday. Um, hopefully this accident doesn't halt his career or anything um but definitely has some, a lengthy recovery especially with the vertebrae in his neck so i think i read something well how much is it like eight weeks eight, yeah nine think, weeks yeah eight nine weeks and then you gotta resume basketball activities and you gotta build the muscle back up and more around that area so i'm just happy he's okay that's that is the plus side um to this whole situation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank goodness he's a thank go. Thank goodness Gabe is okay. A huge personality uh, for anybody that is a West Virginia basketball fan. Uh, he was a huge fan favorite with us. Um, oh, I so, love, loved him. Yeah. I, yeah. Awesome. I mean, he, cause he was one of those guys that just did all the dirty work when you didn't have anybody that could do that on the team. So, so hopefully he recovers soon and we could see him where he belongs. And that's on a basketball court uh, playing he's, professionally he's, somewhere. He's balling out in the G League. I did hear about that. Yeah. Now, let's talk more about basketball. Go ahead. Oliver Nyka Huma. 
I'm definitely butchered that last name. Um, yeah, you definitely did. I uh, I'm gonna go look for it. You 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 give us the right pronunciation because I suck at that. Um, we all know this. This is probably could be a running joke on this podcast. How bad I can say names. Um, but he is a transfer from the University of Tennessee. He entered the transfer portal, I think, a month or so ago. Uh, he is still looking for a home. Now, it is between two teams, reportedly, and both teams are in the Big 12. First one is Baylor. The other one is West Virginia. We're, go- we're Kevin and I almost started talking about this prior to getting on the podcast, and we were both like, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this live here tonight, discuss everything, yeah. um, because this could be a key addition to this team mm-hmm. and make this team that much better and that much more dangerous, especially oh, when yeah. you get closer towards tournament time in the Big mm-hmm. 12 and in March. So, mm-hmm. Kevin, give us a little bit of breakdown that you know so far about this kid. Um, so basically, Olivier, uh, I couldn't find the pronunciation, but I'm gonna guess, uh, Olivia Kamhua, because I feel like the N is silent in this. Uh, transferring from Tennessee, I believe he has a year or two left on his, on his, uh, on his like timeline for his college career. Guy averaged 10 points and five rebounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, correction. He will have one year of eligibility remaining. Uh, so he originally was considering places like Kansas State and Michigan, but uh, eliminated those guys and has it narrowed down to Baylor and West Virginia. Yeah, it looks like Memphis pushed for him, too, from what I'm reading on Bleacher. Yeah. So I a lot of talk with this guy is that if you were to come to – West Virginia, a lot the the selling point would be NIL and how many um, players have came to WVU because of the NIL that they're making, along with him having to accept a role as not being the top guy. Because a lot of the can a lot of the experts out there discussed him and their thoughts that he may not want to be a guy that's just filling a role. You yeah. might want a larger role well, on the team. It looks like he went to the G League Combine mm-hmm. and expressed interest that he wanted to return to school. So he went to the Combine, did all that stuff, and took his name out of contention for the drafts, the G League yeah. draft and the NBA draft. So he gets his. this is his COVID year that he's getting back. Yes. And with that, you know – the it's it's going to be interesting because i also heard a, one selling point that he is interesting to him is that he has family that is close by in cumberland maryland and for those that know where cumberland is Jesus. with aspects to west virginia that is literally like over the border over the border like you're talking like minutes away so with that being said, I mean we have it, our chances are very are, are very high. I, yeah. I mean it's just really depending on what this guy wants. Does he want the chance to play for possibly for a national championship, or does he want to 
put up numbers. And, you know, like a previous person who used to play for West Virginia, they said that, you know, Baylor is a place that develops NBA talent, which to their point is kind of true. So yeah, to a degree, they haven't. The, yes. The Baylor talent hasn't really done much in the NBA, but they they have put in people in there years. I would say the best person that I've seen come from Baylor is probably Torian Prince, who is practically a role player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So um, I think it's it's really interesting because you look at the roster that we put together with NIL, you, you're talking uh Kresa from Arizona you're talking the big man from Syracuse you got Jose Perez who they had in the wings uh Silverio who they brought in Raekwon Battle yeah Raekwon Battle one of the top guys in like the mid-level area I mean my only thing is if they bring this guy in I can only assume somebody is probably going to be out unless they Convince them to be a walk on and live off of NIL money. Well, for another the, year. Well, here's the thing. So you look at it. Out of all the guys that they brought in on, so far from the transfer portal, they have they brought in five players, right? Yeah. Raquan Battle's a guard. Kerr Crisia is a guard. Jose Perez is a guard. Omar Silverero is a guard. The only one that is a center or a forward or however you want to call it nowadays is Jesse Edwards. Jesse this Edwards kid, center, yeah. This kid is a small forward, power forward position. So I don't think we don't have that on this team. You know, we're losing guys that have played that role. Um and yes, we do have guys that are here. Um like the kid from England that we all yeah. love because he can block everything, but he's, he doesn't seem to be more, he's more of a defensive minded player. This kid is more of an offensive minded player. Kind of need that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days, mainly because this, this decision will probably be made by the end of the week. You, you got to get into school sometime soon because, you know, you, you see all over Instagram, all the players are, are already back at school. They're already yeah. back lifting. They're already back practicing. They'll probably go home mid July or end of June for a couple of weeks and then be back in the middle of July and not leave for a while. Let's see. That was okay. So there there's this I'm looking on bustingbrackets.com. They talked about us being one of the fits for this guy. Uh, we've landed several guards and centered Jesse Edwards. Uh, they didn't really need a power forward since they have Trey Mitchell back. Uh, Kamua wouldn't start over him, but there's a chance he can start on the wing over either Jose Perez or Omar Silverio. Uh, the issue here is that, like I mentioned, he's left a situation where he was the fourth option on offense. Now be the same situation with West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So unless he wants to get a bigger option or and wants to be like higher on the depth chart, I just don't know. I would love to say that we have a really good shot at getting him, but I just I don't know. Like we don't know. It's it's we it's really just depending on what this guy wants. 
you know, our lovely favorite source who we just love to see his positivity, the voice of Morgantown, broke it down so that we have better NIL opportunity. He's close to home. And then he'd have the opportunity to go ahead and play for a national championship with the talent that we have. So, yeah, and let's be honest, Jose Perez is not coming off that bench. We brought him there to be a starter last year and he didn't get the play. He's going to uh, come off and yeah. be your starting shooting guard. Like, I'm pretty sure your starters are going to be Perez. It's going to be Creesa. It's going Creesa, to be Jesse Edwards. Probably Creesa at the point. Um, Perez at the sh- at the two. Jesse at the five, but who's four yep. and five, who's three and four? Well, Trey Mitchell's four, in there. Trey Mitchell. Okay, and then we you can either mix it up with it. Either could be newly acquired Raekwon Battle. Yep. Or if they want to do a three guard lineup, it could be Omar too. Or it could be Silverio. Or maybe. This guy fills the other side. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting because I just read that the they're they're in contention for three other players as well. Kid from UNC, kid from Richmond, and kid from UC Riverside. Um, so there's a lot of players still out there. You just need to get the teams kind of situated sh- quickly, um, just so they can build camaraderie over the summer and start playing basketball at the university five on five doing their individual drills, whatever. Um, yeah. But it would be interesting for sure to see what we do. All right. Baseball. We're no longer a baseball school. Well, mainly because school's over. Um, but they lost in the first round of the baseball uh, world series. Um, and zero. Yeah. They, they got blown out by Kentucky in those two games that they lost. They did beat ball state, which is great. But guess what? This is still the best season in West Virginia baseball history. Yeah. So unbelievable. hats off to Coach Mazzi for that and how well this team has done. Now, let's just put it on its head real quick and spin it. Their, one of their top pitchers has entered the transfer portal. What year was he? So his name is Ben Hampton. Um. It appears that the future of his baseball career will not take place in Morgantown. Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball announced in Twitter in a tweet Monday that Hampton entered the transfer portal. Started 41 games. His career blossomed as a redshirt freshman in 2022, earning a spot on all Big 12 freshman team and all Big 12 honorable mention. And he was a W's he was W's Friday starter as a freshman. In 2023, he earned first all first team all Big 12 nod with a five and three record, 4.45 ERA, which was the ninth best in the conference among qualified Big 12 pitchers. He was one of the top five pitchers in Big 12 to make was one of five pitchers, sorry, in the Big 12 to make 16 starts this year. His 88 innings on the mound was a career high. Finishes his career at West Virginia with a 17-11 record. Uh, and a 4.62 ERA and 222 innings pitched. Um, let's see. He played last summer with the Chatham Anglers in the Cape Cod League up in Massachusetts, which I won't lie. I know the owners of that 
team um, from my days back in Texas. They, nice. they ran the team. Uh, I don't know if they <laughs> still do, but fantastic couple. Um, Hampton was is the second player to enter the transfer portal this past week. Michael K- uh, Kilker announces he was entering transfer portal Monday after throwing um, one inning all season. That's fine. No, he's weren't good enough. Um, so kind of a bad from what I saw, it's the shocking news that he was transferring, but yeah. you know, at the same time, this is the name of the game nowadays. They are all going to see what else is out there. Um, and that does not mean that he doesn't come back, but there is that potential possibility that he is gone for good. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, but I would hope because I do know, like, when I listened to one of the Country Roads Confidential and they talked to the guy who's in charge of the Country Roads Trust, mm-hmm. I believe the gentleman saying that there was a good portion of their NIL money that they put aside for the baseball team for them to use. So hopefully there's some good money for them, too. Um you know, just so we can continue to make sure that they're staying competitive. And honestly, we, if I'm West Virginia, y'all better just make sure we pay Randy Maisie for the job he's done, making him relevant and keeping him because we we need him to make sure he's doing. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Because all of a sudden my uh, speaker changed like voices. No, oh, no, no. I can still hear you. Don't worry. You're still here with us. Well, thank God. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the next little bit of the segment where we always talk about what we're wearing. <laughs> um, Kevin, I want you to start off because what you have on is freaking dope. So anyone that's going to watch on YouTube, yes, or if you're listening, you have to look at the uh, Instagram, the clips, all this, because this shirt is fucking fire. Yes. So what I'm wearing is a Philippines national team jersey. This is an actual player. His name, I had to Google it because I really wanted to know who the hell this person was. His name is Japeth Aguilar. Formerly played Division I uh, college ball in the States. Oh, cool. Western Kentucky when me and Merritt were in school. Good for him. And he's been playing in the Philippines professionally ever since in the PBA. And he's one of the stars of their national team. Um, I will show you who I have because my parents, shout out to my parents. Uh, they were in the Philippines and they're like, yo, we decided to get you this jersey. They got me this one and another one. And I will let you know which one that will be next week when we record next week. Philippines. Thinking, thinking. Don't guess out loud. I think I, I, ooh, ooh. Don't guess out loud. Ooh. We'll, I won't. I will let I'll, you marinate send, it. And I'll send a you text. Can, you can send a text and we'll take it from there. But yeah, it's really cool. It has the Philippines flag on the side, Filipinas right over on the here, but you can't see it. It's the Filipino flag where it's the stars. Oh, sick. And it goes down. So really, really cool. And also that. Uh, and Merit, unfortunately, your guess is incorrect. Damn it! But um, nice try. And then also, is he in the Philippines though? And I'm no, he's, to... he's he's playing in China right now. No, he's not. Yeah, he's playing in China right now. No, he's not. 
He's playing for one of one of the, the the Sharks, the quad, one of those crazy name teams. I've one hundred percent thought he was down in. I'm you may be right. Up. I Go think ahead, look I'm it right. Up. Oh, he's in Taiwan. Yeah. In Taiwan. You were wrong, too. So Yes. So, we have that. And, yeah, yeah I'm excited. Oh, speaking of this jersey, mm -hmm. if you were to look, it looks like, you know, typical maybe large jersey. Nope, this is a double X Philippine size because I am just way too big to fit in clothes from the Philippines. So well, Filipino people, like we said, are very small, slender individuals. Except for me. Except for me. I'm one of a kind. So, but yeah, that's what I'm wearing today. Shout out to the Philippines. Merritt, what hat are you wearing today? So I'm wearing um, a hat that matches my shirt. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's the main focus here. Um, it is from my one of my favorite breweries back in New Hampshire, Twin Barns up in Meredith, New Hampshire. Nice. Um, I'm actually going to in August. I will be playing in a wiffle ball tournament in so Vermont cool. with some of the brew staff, uh, from Twin Barns. Um, nice. We'll be playing. I I want to get this right because this is this will be a lot of fun. I'll probably do. Oh come on! It's not there anymore. I find the clip. <laughs> I sent it to my dad. <laughs> he did ask for it. I thought I sent it to him. Now I can't find the clip. No, 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 no. My God. Oh, here it is. Okay. So it is called Slam T1D. So it is a wiffle ball tournament to raise money and awareness for type 1 diabetes. So oh, it's amazing. It's if you don't know, I haven't heard, I'm a type one diabetic. <laughs> um, but this is going to be played up in Vermont. So it's the 12th annual summer classic. So this tournament is built, was built by an individual years and years ago who, I, you're going to have to look the story up completely because it was on ESPN. There's a huge backstory to it. But basically built many replicas of Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, um, Yankee State, like all these classic baseball parks. He built wiffle-sized ball field parks that size in Vermont. And it, he started doing it to raise awareness and started creating wiffle ball tournaments to uh, for, I think it's muscular dystrophy, um, cancer research, all these different things. And they do a diabetic one. So my parents were talking to one of the, the um, um, bartenders at Twin Barns, and they brought it up that I was a type 1 diabetic. And I started talking to him about this tournament. They're like, he's like, would, would your son be interested? They're like, of course. So I am now on the team. I believe it is. August 11th through 13th, I'll be in Vermont with like 14 other guys <laughs> playing <laughs> wiffle ball. Um, there's already been the jokes that I will bring the orange slices and all that stuff and the alcoholic beverages. 
Um, but it should be a really good time. I'll, I'll probably uh, take some video, maybe do like a little bit of a wee out here. You should definitely should. This is cool. Yeah. Are so you talking? I, I'm assuming is the place called Little Fenway? Yeah. 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 No, sir, you're gonna need to do. I don't. Even if it's like a three minute video, you need to do this. I will. I will. Um, get what I'll, you can. I'll, I'll talk to the guys. I'll get a, a new tripod set up and everything so that I can actually get it like a good setup with uh, cameras and everything. Um, but yeah, this can I give be a, a little bit of, of the stats on this oh, yeah. little area? Go, so it says go right ahead. it was built in 2000, 2001. And this wiffle ball field has become every wiffle balls fan because it is a fourth scale replica of Boston's Fenway Park, which I wish I could. Uh, maybe I'll put up a little photo of what it looks like on like a little highlight reel. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So capacity is a thousand people. Uh, parcel size one acres out of 11 acre lot. Uh, 23% of Fenway Park from home plate to fences. Uh, the walls are 12.5 feet by 8.5 feet by 4.5 feet left to right. Height of the net is 5 feet. Baselines are 41 and a half feet. The mound is 10 inches high. Pitcher's distance, 30.5 feet. Center field bleacher capacity, 10. Materials, pressure-treated wood, 150 bags of concrete, Fenway, green paint, vinyl numbers, metal pipes, and foul poles. The orientation is the same as Fenway Park. At distance from Fenway, it's 210 miles. And apparently, there's also a little Wrigley Field, too. Yes. So, it's it was created by Travis Roy. Um, so, I got to find... I want to get the story right so that people understand what this entails. And they also have a little field of dreams. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So Travis Roy was a BU hockey player. Okay. Who back when he was playing at BU, I'll give you the full kind of rundown. Um, October 20th, 1995, just 11 seconds into his collegiate hockey career uh, and his first shift ever on BU for BU hockey, 20 year old Travis Roy lost his balance and fell headfirst in the boards after checking university, of North Dakota player, Mitch big. This awkward impact on the boards resulted in Roy's cracking of his fourth and fifth vertebrae and leaving him a quadriplegic after a difficult, difficult, uh, Convalence. Roy returned to BU the following year, graduated in 2000 with a degree in communications, and remained a supporter of the Terriers men's hockey team and forged lifelong friendships with coach Jack Parker. In 96, after attending BU, while still attending BU, he created the Travis Roy Foundation to help spinal cord injury survivors and find and fund research into a cure. Roy sought to help others who had less support and fewer resources than he did. As of October 2020, the Travis Roy Foundation has given roughly $9 million in individual grants and research projects for rehabilitation institutions. Individual grant funds have been used to modify, uh, to use, to modify vans and purchase wheelchairs, computers, ramps, showers, chairs, all this kind of stuff. 
Um, so that's how Little Fenway was created. It is he wanted to do something that he could enjoy as well and be a part of. So Little Fenway, Little Wrigley, Little Field of Dreams. This is how it happened through the Travis Roy Foundation to just really raise awareness. And it's, I kid you not, it's in the middle of nowhere in Vermont. So so you have to know how to get there and know where it is. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it's fantastic. I think it's an amazing thing. Sadly, um, Roy passed away in 2020 uh, due to um, complications to, from a, a surgery at the age of 45. So he's no longer with us, but they still continue to play baseball, uh, softball and wiffle ball games on these fields for various causes now. So this is fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Have, have to have to make sure we, we give out the right information when it comes to this. Um, but yes, I will 100% do videos. For this please and it, and it might be stupid videos it might be the guys all this and i'll send a text to everybody and let ask them to make sure they're cool with it before we do anything but mm-hmm. um more than likely there will be videos yeah. <laughs> just tell them it's for our podcast and we need yeah. content yeah my parents will be there so i'll just tell my mom and dad to take pictures and videos and stuff and be Love like just don't that. shake don't be like bouncing <laughs> it all over the place just have them make sure that it's horizontal yeah I'm just gonna give them like a my camera thing or buy okay. a new one because mine broke and just be like, okay, just use this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a tripod. I'm gonna put my camera on it. We'd be good. There you go. Um, but let's let's dive into the fun part of this episode. Yes. Um, so let's talk about our fictional sports teams. Like I mentioned in the intro, there are thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of fictional sports teams. I didn't even think there was this many mm-hmm. when I started looking. Um, so. Let's have some fun. Let's dive into it. Let's get it. I I want to know. And we'll go back and forth. We don't just list your top three and then we'll talk. Yeah. That's go, a, yeah. Go one after the other. Okay. Um, so what is your first team that you would love to see come from a movie, from the silver screen on into reality, into its own field, ring, yeah. court, whatever? I had a, so when you said this out, I instantly went digging and digging Wikipedia, online, Google, some of the best uh, teams, and there was a lot. Like there, I, I should have an honorable mentions list, um, <laughs> but like I, I, I want it's one of the things I want to do with my list. I wanted to make sure that I didn't have anything that you or Andrew who was supposed to be with us, but he's got some emergency duties to to tend to. I wanted to pick something different. So I'll give you my first one. And so we'll, we'll go back and forth. My first one. uh, I'll tell you the inspiration of this. So my first one comes from a movie that you and I were extremely, extremely young. Why I even thought of this movie uh, I just, I don't even know how I even thought of it. I just, it came up in my mind and I just needed to Google it 
for oh wow excuse me there's fireworks going on in my neighborhood oh, i nice. don't know if anybody i don't know why but i just started to go off so as i digress so i was inspired by this team from the netflix show that i watched during quarantine cheer and you know cheer big fan of the athleticism and when i take it back to this movie when you and you were to watch it back, this team was badass. They were awesome. And if they were to be a real team nowadays, they would they would be legit and they would, you know, be on the map. So my number three fictional sports team is the Compton Clovers cheerleading team from Bring It On. I believe if I got it right, uh I'm pretty sure. Gabrielle Union was one of the main players. She is the main oh, character. She's the main character on oh, the Clovers. My God, are you shocked or not shocked? Yeah, hundred percent shocked. Like this is like, like I. Oh, is this another Tim Tebow moment? Don't Did let you it just be. no 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 nothing nothing will ever beat that. Um, no, this is just coming some from like so far in left field, right? I know that. I would never have thought of this in a yeah. million years. Like I when, know. My, when Ashley goes, Oh, you should do this. I was like, first team, boom, right in my head. I knew exactly what I wanted. Well, that, that, that's who I'll get to. Cause I'm going by the three to three to one. So okay. I, I wanted to make sure I had three because I remember asking about it in a group chat, but yeah, if I just think nowadays in 2023, if you had the Compton Clovers, out here, they would be making a mark on the cheerleading world just with what they were doing, and it'd be revolutionary. So, yeah, only that's you, my Kevin. number three. Only you. I'm All different. Right. Yes, I'm that... different. To quote Two Chains. Yeah, you different. Well, I'll give you that. All right, I'm gonna give you my one of mine. Um, this is in no order. I love that. We can say this is, is one. Merit is Merit is in pure shock right now. I'm looking at your face. You're like, holy god, you really went that way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm waiting for the next one to be like something completely random. Now, um, but I'm gonna go with the movies that we grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Disney movie. They made what three, four? I don't even know how many at this point. They did a their own spinoff series and all this stuff but i gotta go with the mighty ducks that team but mainly when they're in college when they get to that college year oh that team was unreal now they're all amazing just mighty ducks in general because we all love the jersey we all love Mm -hmm. the team we all love the story all of it about it but like to bring that team to reality and watch them actually do some of these trick shots to do the flying V to see the yeah. Bass Bros in real life just smash people. Yeah. Would be some of the coolest things in the world on a on a hockey rink. Because no team in the in the NHL or in college would be like, what what do we do? It's just so ridiculous. I think that's part mm-hmm. of why I love it so much. And, and that'll be the common trend with the teams that I pick is that ridiculousness of like, how would this actually work? This doesn't seem to be real. Like 
this can't happen, but we want it to. So mm-hmm. I, I think having the Mighty Ducks and also just getting back to the cool Mighty Ducks logo instead of the stupid logo that the Ducks have now <laughs> would be a lot better because that stupid little D looks dumb. Go back to the duck with a hockey mask and that just leave it there. No, don't ever touch it again. So that's mine. That's one of mine. Okay. So actually my number two is also the Mighty Ducks. Ooh. But you like the college edition, which was the third movie. Yep. I'm strictly talking about D2 Mighty Ducks. Ooh. When they were young and which why when they I got will, Goldberg? Which they got Goldberg. And I would also bring up the part of my honorable mentions that I was also thinking about was the team, Iceland team, they faced. Because if you imagine oh that God. type of rivalry and heat they would get from like fan bases by the way they were, by how you know, strict they were, you know, they injured like. I'm pretty sure they injured one of their top players um, in that game. Banks. Conway. They, no, oh, no they, Banks, Banks, yeah. They injured Banks. They, they took injured the, him on purpose. Yeah, they, they slashed the back of his knee and destroyed. took his knee out. No, was it the knee? I thought it was his his arm. Oh, no, it was his arm. They hit his arm. He broke they his hit the, forearm. Hit, yeah, they with the with the stick. Yeah. They hit him. So I just think specifically, it, I this was one of the, the teams that I thought of especially the D2 when it was Team Iceland and the Ducks were representing Team USA. That Mm -hmm. movie, Forever Revolutionary, when I was a young child. I just remember when they were originally in their USA jerseys and they came back in the traditional Ducks jerseys. And then they did, like, Team Iceland didn't even know what to do. Yeah, because they they were playing, they they weren't playing for themselves. They were playing for the country, but they also got in their own head and Mm-hmm. The coach got in his own way and all this yeah. stuff. And then they're like, wait, this isn't us. This is not our hockey. And yeah. That's the best part about every single one of those movies is they always go back to being like, wait, this isn't how we play. Yeah. Like even in the college one, they're like, oh, we got to play this way. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So like, I definitely love the Mighty Ducks. So I'll go. You went the college one. I'll go D two Mighty Ducks, and you might as well add Team Iceland in there as well, because that was what who I was originally gonna pick. But then I was like, I can't just pick like the secondary team. You can't. You can't really. Uh... Yeah, no. Though right? the secondary team was fucking pretty damn like, good. Can you imagine a Team Iceland like that nowadays? They would be the most hated sports team ever. It's like Russia. That's yeah. what they would be like. Just big. Galoops running, skating on ice. Exactly. Um, please, no one in Russia hear this. Please, please don't. Just joking. All right. Merritt, who is your next one? My next one. This one is probably the most ridiculous out of all of them. Um, it used to be a TV show. It was on for three years. Okay. My cousin is best friends with the show creator and one of the head writers. Okay. I I don't know if you ever watched. It was on Spike. Blue Mountain ta- State. Blue Mountain. I knew Jones. I knew that's where you were going with. So, really funny caveat is I'm gonna I, let me talk about this caveat before I dive into why I think this would be a fun team to be having in reality. Have you seen the show? 
Uh, you know, honestly, I don't think I've ever like watched like the whole series. I think I've only seen like the episodes in like pieces, like okay. when you're flipping channels. But I just know... thought it was ridiculous where it's like, like the team just like drinking, partying, and all oh, that yeah. such. Okay, but you know the guy, the quarterback, right? Alex Moran. Yeah. Well, that last name is tattooed on my arm. That is my cousin's last name. Oh. That is my mom's maiden name. Okay. So the <laughs> the main character is loosely written off of my cousin. Now my cousin That's never played pretty dope. My cousin never played football. He never played anything that like he was a skateboarder, snowboarder. He has had a phenomenal. Oh, maybe I should have it. Ooh, lights in my head. I got lights in my head on something else. I'll talk to you after this um, mm. that we can do. Um, but it was loosely based off him. When I asked him what, how he, you know, his buddy called him and said, Hey, I'm going to do this. Make sure you're good with this. And he basically told him, yeah, you can do it. Just, you need to change the first name because my name is so pro- is prominent in what I do. I don't need this name to be tied to it and people f- get confused by it. Mm-hmm. So it's only changed by like three letters. The first <laughs> name, that's it. There's three letter difference in the first name, but it dif- differentiates it enough. Um, and his best friend and the writer of the show is the mascot. Oh, that's the writer. Okay. Um, so if you guys have never seen Blue Mountain State, it is literally just a college football team and the stupid stuff that they do. It's basically how it is. It, <laughs> now, it is so crazy. It's so far out of left field on some of the things that they do. Now, some of it could be true that these college football players in today's world do. It could. It could happen. Majority of it does not happen. Let's be honest. It does not happen. But they just made this so ridiculous that I honestly would love to go to a fad party. Like <laughs> a goat house party just looks unreal. And all the shenanigans, all of that stuff. But they also win and they also are horrible, like at the same time. <laughs> so just rooting for a team that is god awful to win a game almost feels like I'm rooting for West Virginia sometimes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I think it would be they would be a fun team to root for to like watch as this team tries to not kill themselves on the sidelines. No, they kill each other. Like there you go. It is definitely one of those I love the show. I've watched it numerous times. Um might have to watch it again now. So we'll see. But there you go. Yeah, I'd have to go with uh Blue Mountain State as my uh second team okay all right so my final uh fictional team that i would love to be back and you know when we talked started talking about this this was the team that i initially was like i have to talk about this team uh and it's gonna go to the dylan high panthers of friday night lights clear eyes full hearts can't lose such um, a great what's up that's based off of the true story 
Is that a based off of a true story? That really, I thought it wasn't. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was. Let's double check. No, if it is, then I'm going to start crying. Then I need to go find somebody else. But I just really love that freaking movie. I thought it wasn't based off of anybody real. Dylan High is not real. It's a, it is a, the movie was a more direct adaptation of the story of the real life Permian Panthers, but it simplified and changed some aspects of the real story. That's crap. Now I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad right now. I was like, I'm like sitting there going, that's, I'm pretty sure that's because right, well, like now... at the end of the movie, they show like what the guys went and did. But yeah, end. but those are fictional. They like where they fictionally They're fictional character. They changed the name of the characters, but like those guys that oh, this is really sad that based those were they were based off of did those things. It's really sad. I don't even know who to pick. Go ahead. I need to go find a new pick now. So I'm sorry. Go Kevin. ahead and do your pick so I can find something. Oh my god, I can't believe I just ruined Kevin's wow. whole night. I'm so mad right now. Oh that's really <laughs> heartbreaking. I can't right. believe you didn't know that. No. And well, I went on fictional teams and they're like, I didn't think it was based off of anybody. It wouldn't be on this team. Yeah, it's based off of the yeah, team that's from there. Bullshit. All right, go ahead. Do your thing. All right, well, I'm going to go with probably everyone's favorite soccer club or, or football club uh, out there nowadays since 2020 and go with the AFC Richmond Greyhounds. I want to see them become real. Um, I'm assuming, Kevin, that you've watched Ted Lasso. I've not ever watched a single episode. Sir, you have homework. I don't have Apple TV. Okay. I can give you access to Apple TV. Just ask. I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm bummed because now my like no, number one pick for this is a real life story. It's a fucking real life story. Ugh. I don't well, even know what to do it myself. I picked the AFC uh, AFC Richmond mainly for the fact like the characters are so relatable. The coach that is played by Jason Sudeikis is just as down to earth. Nothing bothers him. Try to see everything with a good perspective and not always bad like a lot of us do in the day to day. It doesn't let things get him down and takes a team that's good where they lose and but develops these guys not just as soccer players, but as as men. And you just see the progression of how they get better and how they change over time. And I think in today's society, we we honestly could use a real-life coach and a real-life team like that for everyone to get behind. Because we all, no matter who we are, get stuck in our ways, get stuck in certain aspects of our life. And this show allows us to take that step away from it and be like, okay, I sh- I can do it this way. I can handle it like this. This dude doesn't know anything about soccer, but learns it or tries to learn it and, and enjoys every aspect of it. So I would love to see AFC Richmond as a real soccer team 
Nike makes AFC Richmond stuff you can buy on their website. Uh, this is a fictional team. You you never saw that before. So you already got the stuff. Let's make a real damn team. You probably get a lot of fans for it. So, you know, I think that would be amazing. And Kevin is still crying on the inside of him and on the inside right now. Oh, let's just end the episode at this rate. Oh, oh no. my gosh. It sucks. I don't have another team. So the hell with my team. I'm going to go. I don't know. I don't completely deflated right now. People who's listening right now, completely deflated. Uh, yeah, I don't know who to pick. That was my, my first thought. Super sad. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. That's all I got. I don't have any other team to choose. There's so many teams. Yeah, but I don't know. See, I don't even want to name any because I don't even know if they're named after somebody. There's there. I've literally just went through a whole bunch of teams. Okay, let's and go. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't even want want to name them because I'm gonna be like, shit. This is this team just is literally pick, a real don't team. Don't pick Miracle. Don't pick Remember Titans. Don't pick Coach Carter. Well, obviously. I mean. Yeah, I don't you know. You picked the high school musical basketball team. I know they had that. Yeah, but I definitely would not want well, to see them because they'd get completely killed. That's true. Uh, What is this? Could do dodgeball. That'd be a great one. Yeah, but that I feel like that's everyone. That would have no, been but you, everyone's I, answer. I think it'd be more fun to see uh, Globo Gym. Globo Especially Gym? with the entrance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Uh, what is this? Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I don't even know. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I you can even go. I mean, I I don't even know. Can you go? Is I'm pretty sure that one is a true story too. Which one? Like the longest yard team, that's another team that's I thought was fictional. I thought that was based off of somebody. I don't remember. Uh, I'm looking real quick for you. I don't know if it is, but yeah, let's see. Oh, you know what? I will take a uh, one. I would take. I no, would take... it's not. So it says so right here. Though the film is was billed as being based on an original story, some reviewers found parallels between the, this film and the 1962 Hungarian film Two and a Half Times in Hell, which is based off a real life real life association football game in 1942 between German soldiers and Ukrainian prisoners during World War II. Okay, that's just really far-fetched. I'm sorry. I think you could say that is fictional. But can we, though? Let's see. That, uh... You know what? One team, I guess I could go with 
this would have been my honorable mention team. Uh, oh, it's partially. It is partially based off of a true story. Okay, so it is partially based off of that. Well, longest yard. Yeah. All right. So that. So that's out. Also, what if I went with funny movie? Maybe not the greatest movies, but what about your Flint Tropics from Semi Pro? <laughs> but I don't know yes. if that's based off of a of true story either. No, it's definitely not. It is fucking Will like I Ferrell. Just, like, I, like I just remember being coffee black for Halloween because they had the Jackie Moon Flint Tropics. I still have it actually, but like you can buy I those I, jerseys. I have the whole like jumpsuit. They used to sell the jumpsuit when the movie came out. Yeah, it's a fictitious ABA team. You're fine. So the flip yes. I like that one. Yeah, but that's it's a downer because that was my honorable mention. Because my real number one is based off of a real sports team. Completely struggle out you here. Know, how awesome would it be to see someone like Jackie Moon shooting a three? As a diaper shot, a granny shot, or Andre 3000 dribbling around everybody and then the ball being passed back and forth out of the paint and all of that. Or even, you know, the halftime show where Jackie Moon wrestles a bear. Like, you know, <laughs> that those are those are classics. Oh, God, I'm going to have to watch Tropic Thunder. You or mean semi-pro? Semi-pro, semi-pro, yeah, sorry. Oh, my God. I I'm gonna I just oh that was a funny movie I don't care what people say uh still sad about that that was that was that was not not what I was thinking semi pro is an untold story of a basketball reality you never knew existed it's not it's it's just a fake team. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Well, I am sorry, Kevin, that we ruined your night. Yep, that sucks. It's okay. Knew it would have happened. The struggle. They also have <laughs> they have a website called Points. Pointstreak.com that has the the team roster on it. Oh my goodness. Oh, Unbelievable. That's really funny. funny. Alright, well, that's all we got. Did, yeah. miss, did we miss anything? Do we have any final notes? I don't have trivia tonight. I can tell you that much. No, just completely still bummed about my Dylan High Panthers are not a real team, and they're based off a team. Ugh, I'm not going to be able to live it down. But uh, I guess it's uh, outro time. Oh, you know what would have been a good one? What was what? the um the replacements? Is that based off of – isn't that based off of a, a, a real team too, though? No. I could have swore that was based off of a real team. Maybe? Loosely based on the 87 NFL strike. Specifically the Washington, now Commanders, 
who won all three replacement games without any of the regular players on uh, and went on to win the Super Bowl. Okay. And shout out to the replacements too. I wish yeah. I wish we had Andrew's list because I would have loved to hear his list. Also. I know. Andrew, you're going to need to give us your list so that Kevin can put it on the Instagram so we all know it. Yeah. Well, Kevin, this is our fastest episode in the past like month and a half. So this yes. is cool. I'm cool. Yeah. Whatever. There um, you go. Do you want to get us out of here and go cry yourself to sleep? Yep. I'm going to cry myself to sleep because I don't know what the hell a fictional movie is. So if you want to hear me cry about not knowing what a fictional movie is, feel free to listen to us at any time on our streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, Google Play. We're on Amazon Play. We are on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. I think I said that already. Beautiful. If you want to watch this episode and see my awesome New Jersey, that's a plus. Feel mm-hmm. free to follow us at our YouTube at the Manly Musings Podcast. Make sure you follow us on the Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. You'll follow Merit's Instagram at Merit underscore P. You'll follow my Instagram at KQuava six two four. And just to get us out of here on the a semi good note, just remember clear eyes. Full hearts can't lose. Good night, everyone.